Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's a word from special guest speaker Alyssa Meyer. You would lift the burden from a mother here that might be feeling a heaviness and a grieving in her heart whether maybe it's she can't conceive or maybe miscarriages are her track record or she has a, a terrible relationship with her mother. Um, who knows the battles that we face as mothers and as daughters. So Lord, I just pray over each heart now that you would do a healing this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So life is a battle. This whole thing is a battle. Our hearts are a battle. And I want to start off by kind of talking a little bit about the battle and how it does belong to the Lord. Um, I'm kind of setting this up because y'all know I love to worship. Um, This is why the band is still up here. And um, I love to bring my heart before Jesus. And, And so I thought it'd be really neat to dive into the worship song that we're about to sing and kind of talk about it, and let it stir our hearts. Let it get us excited about coming into worship before the Lord. So surely no one in here is in a battle right now, right? (laughs) Surely no one. No one is in a battle right now. No one's ever been in a battle, right? Um, That's just silly, because basically if you are human, you are in a battle right now. It's going to be something. Um, The battle of raising kids. The battle for a healthy, life-producing marriage. The battle of finances. The battle of health and resisting those Oreo cookies right now on my countertop. (laughs) I'm battling, guys. I'm going to win this battle against the Oreo cookies. Um, The battle over our wounded hearts. Again, if you are human, if your heart is beating, you are in some sort of battle right now. There's actually a term. A a real term in dictionary.com called battle weary. Have you ever heard of that? Yep. Um, It it literally means um, utterly exhausted and dejected. Who's texting me right now? Christian Pollock says happy birthday or happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Um, I thought it was going to be one of you. (laughs) Looking good, Alyssa. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so it means utterly exhausted and dejected or depressed by war, especially after a prolonged conflict. How many of us can say that? We're just utterly exhausted. It's a battlefield out there. I'm trying to raise my kids to keep them away from pressures and... um, you know, friendships and and attitudes, and um, it's a battle. Here's another definition. This is actually talking about an airplane, but I thought it's so good. It means damaged beyond use, except as scrap. Thought, oh man, how many of us have ever just felt like I'm damaged, just damaged goods? I'm worn out. I'm weary. Just. Throw me in the scrapyard. I got nothing left, nothing good, nothing that could be used any longer. Just scrap. So we are currently in a battle. Um, um, 
I, we haven't told many people this yet, but um, for many years, I have, we have thought Nora was um, very small. And for years, I've asked the pediatrician, um, yeah, sure, she's okay. Like, she's really tiny, and her feet aren't growing. And, you know, the pediatrician, she's fine, she's fine. And um, so this just more recently, I kind of started counting up different symptoms that I'm seeing of just, like, her teeth are weak. She's got metal in her mouth all over the place. Um, her eyes, she just recently needed uh, we found out needed glasses, so she needs glasses. Her hair is just kind of thin. Um, sometimes she says that her hands are kind of like, feel like they're asleep. Um, not sleeping well at night. She's full after two bites. Um, she's got little patches on her skin that itch like crazy, and they just won't go away. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. She's, she looks malnourished to me. And um, so I finally just took this list of concerns before the pediatrician, and I was like, are you sure she's okay? Like, look at this. Oh, she's fine. Oh, another one was constipation. Just give her mineral oil and Marilax and she'll be fine. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm no longer going to just take that um, answer. So we went to a naturopath doctor and I told her all the symptoms and she immediately was like, this little girl sounds sick. And I said, thank you. Thank you. And um, she said, I would like to run blood work, very specifically targeted to the gut. And um, she said, I'd, I'd like to test her specifically for celiac disease. This sounds a lot like celiac disease. So the blood results came in, and she does not have celiac disease, but um, it is pretty much, she said, treat it like she's got celiac disease. Um, she's got a leaky gut. She's vitamin D deficient. Um, she is malnourished. Um, she's, I'm missing one, um, gluten intolerant, and two autoimmune diseases. Whew. Yeah. My little girl's sick. And that hits um, any parent, a mama, a father, um, you know, and then you just look at her and she's just radiant. She's beams with joy. Y'all see her, you know her. She bounces around here and... Uh, just full of life, full of life. But every day, her stomach would just hurt every day. And now we know why. That's good. We have answers. Hallelujah. We have answers. But let me tell you what hit me as a mama. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, what does that mean? Like, what can she have? What can she not have? And nobody else is allowed to feed her, like, ever. <laughs> like, it's just me. You know, I went into mama mode and, like, you don't know. You don't know. Like, I'm going to feed her. And then I'm just thinking, gosh, birthday parties. Like, she can't have the pizza. She can't have the cupcakes. Like, man, like, this is, this is going to be hard. And it's a lot to learn. I mean, the weight and the burden that came on me was intense. Um, so I like to mix gritty faith with gritty facts. So, because I think it's good to have both of them. It's good to be grounded. It's good to know, you know, Brock says, clarity is king. It's good to know what we're dealing with. Let's, let's keep it real. And then let's mix some gritty faith with our gritty facts. So it's good to have both. Gritty facts say, my daughter's sick, and she needs supplements, lots of them, and nourishing foods to help her heal. And then uh, the grit, the, the great, it's great to be grounded in the facts that help us find the solution. 
They help us know how to take action. So Gritty Faith says, we are going to see her gain weight. We have answers. We have supplements. We have organic foods that she can eat. We're going to get rid of that gluten, and we're going to pump her full of just whole organic foods, and we're going to watch her body start healing and growing that lining of her gut. If you don't know what leaky gut is, it's the lining of her gut has been stripped. It's been kind of eaten away. And so all of the nutrients that she eats just seep out. They don't absorb into her body. That is, she, that is why she's so small. Um, so Gritty faces through nutrition and supplements and prayer, we're going to see our little girl grow and be healed in Jesus' name. Woo! I trust him with my daughter. I trust him. And that is a game changer right there, ladies Men trusting God, letting, there needs to be a part of us that's unmoved in a way. I'm, I'm moved. Don't get me wrong. I am moved. I'm moved with emotion and heaviness. But the rock, Jesus, the rock on which I stand is firm, and I trust him with my daughter. So what do you do when a doctor tells you your daughter's sick? Maybe your marriage is falling apart. What do you do when your bank account is in the negative? What do you do when life just keeps hitting harder with every punch it throws at you? And I know some of you feel that way. I've got family like that. It's like, man, the punches just keep coming. It's crazy. And I know a lot of people that feel that way. So what do we do? We look at the gritty facts to have clarity on what action steps we need to take. And then we mix it with gritty faith. So, guys, I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees. My hands are up. My tears are down. <laughs> I am, my heart is full. This is how I fight my battles. This is it right here. Okay, we're going to feed her, yep. We're going to get lots of good water in her, yep. But my gosh, this is how I'm going to fight it right here. My eyes fixed on him. My heart is full of faith. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay encouraging. I'm going to be the biggest life-giving person I know. I will fight for this frame of mind, this mindset. I mean, what kind of mother would you rather be? One that's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, what are we going to do? I know mothers like this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and they live in fear and worry. And it's like, man, or women, do we put on our armor of God? And do we say, is God in control? Do we really believe that? Or do we get so rattled by news that we lose our faith? We lose our minds. <laughs> we lose our emotions. It all just goes out the window. And we live in chaos and worry and anxiety. Man, I would much rather go on record as to being a mom that was like, man, no matter what came at hitting us, and life kind of hit us hard sometimes, my mom, like, swelled up on that. <laughs> my mom's faith would shoot through the roof, and she was calm and loving and gentle, but determined, right? Mm, that makes me want to, <laughs> yeah, so I just scared Mike. <laughs> I could be scary when I growl. That is the kind of mom I want to be. When I'm dead, when I'm buried in the grave, just, what are they going to say about me? 
is that, you know, mom was kind of always freaking out all the time. She was helicopter parenting. Isn't that the term that you've told me before? That was helicopter parenting, Judah? <laughs> mom, you're helicopter parenting. To me, I'm hovering. I'm hovering because I want control, right? How many? I want control over what you do, what you see, what you say, who you hang out with, how you spend your money, what classes he's enrolling in junior high next year. I have a junior hire next year, and we're enrolling in these, you know, special classes, and we're like, and he goes, I think I want to take, like, PE, art, um, choir, and I'm like, how about business? How about, like, you know, stuff that's going to produce a man? How about stuff that's going to teach you how to provide for your children and how to budget and how to, you know, and he's like, so I can't take PE? (laughs) Yeah, we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. Um, So anyway, you guys, the yoke is supposed to be easy. The Bible tells us clearly, the yoke is supposed to be easy. The burden is supposed to be light. I feel it with Nora. It's heavy. This is a heavy thing. Two autoimmune diseases, that's not good. If we would not have stopped this, the doctor said, she would have, um, potentially, this leads to Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, and... um, certain cancers um, because it's gone after neurological stuff. That's why the, the, the sleepy hands, it feels like her hands and feet are asleep even though they shouldn't. Um, that's the neurological side. And then her skin, which is why she's got those patches that itch. So I'm, I'm praising God that we have answers, and I am giving my burden to the Lord. So I feel the weight of it. I see the gritty facts, but I'm giving it to the Lord. I have childlike faith. Some say I'm gullible. (laughs) I I really am gullible. Like, if you can tell me anything and I'll believe you, Um, you're trying to trick me, I'm going to believe you. I'll fall right into that trap every time. Um, But the plus side is, is I have childlike faith. I'm like, okay, Daddy, like, God will take care of it. I'll give him my life. I'll give him Nora. We'll do the gritty facts with the gritty faith. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) We're good. Um... I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be in chains of fear and worry and anxiety. I don't want to live like that. I want Jesus to come and break those chains and be free. So we're going to sing this song, and I want you to sing it, all right? Sang it. (laughs) This song that we're going to worship to is called The Battle Belongs, and it is powerful. Um, I love the line here that says, when I, when all I see is a cross, you see the empty tomb. So just a few more of these lyrics. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain moved. As I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. Oh, this is how I fight my battles. And there's another song that says, you know, when it looks like I'm surrounded by my enemy, when it looks like I'm surrounded by sickness and darkness and despair, he is beside me. He surrounds me. Wow. All right, so ladies, men, let's stand and sing Battle Belong.
When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. Oh, when all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain move. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle be Come on, give him the battle, you guys. Every fear I lay at your feet, and I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. And all I see are the ashes. You see the beauty. Cross. You see the empty tomb. Oh, so when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, and I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. You go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Sing it again. An almighty fortress. Oh, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. In almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Oh God, oh God, the battle belongs to you. Oh God, oh God, the battle belongs to you. Oh God, 
a shout to the Lord. The battle belongs to you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, thank you, God. Wow. You came up here. You guys are warriors. You guys are warrior women that say, I don't care what anybody says or how I look right now. I am in a battle, and I'm going to march myself right down here and surrender to Jesus. <laughs> hey, you can come down at the next song, right? <laughs> Y'all may be seated. Oh, man, Jesus, Jesus, the battle belongs to you. Oh, doesn't that just feel free? I just feel free when I just declare, oh my gosh, the battle belongs to him. He's the one that's fighting my battles. Who better to have at my side than the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. They call him sometimes a lion. Maybe that's why I like to roar. <laughs> wow. The next song we're going to sing is King of My Heart. Because when you are in a battle, when you are a mother, when you're a father, your, your heart can get a little wonky, <laughs> can get a little hurt, it can get a little weird, can get a little scared. And um, what do we do with that? I mean, our hearts are the most treasured thing that we've got. And I want Jesus to be the king of my heart. When, the, when there is a battle and when there's not, Sometimes it's easier to run to the Lord and say, you're the king, you're the king, when it's hard. You're the king, you're the king, I give my life to you. Life is really hard right now and I surrender. But it's just as important to make him the king of your heart and running to him when things are good. It's when I get fueled. It's when I get my joy that comes in the morning. It's when I get my fill, my cup overflowing. I don't have to live depleted or scared, or exhausted, or feel like scrap metal, I can be, I can live with life to the full. So you want to hear a life hack, like we love life hacks. I love life hacks. Please make my life easier. <laughs> There's got to be a hack for all this stuff. I love them. So I have a life hack. Run, run, run to Jesus. Run to him. Run to him. Don't walk don't live like you're desperate. I am desperate for Jesus. And I need to run to him every day. So in this song, we say, he's the mountain where I run. I think of a mountain, I think at elevation. I need to get some elevation here. I'm living down here in the swirl of the world. I'm living down here where um, it's freaky outy. <laughs> I'm living down here where I'm not living life to the full. I need elevation. I need to go to the mountain, to the high place where Jesus is, where God is, where I'm going to gain perspective over my life and over my situation. And somehow when I get perspective, I'm like, oh, okay, like it's not that bad. Um, and then I know what to do. So he's the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, the shadow where I hide, the wind inside my sails, fire inside my veins. He is my source of life, of truth, of wisdom, of love. When he's the king of my heart, I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. 
when he's the king of my heart, my heart looks a little bit more like his. Looks a little bit more like Jesus. I'm more patient. I'm more loving. So John 15, 7 says, but if you just remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Because we're in the will, we're in his will. So it's like, man, my heart and his heart are now like one. We're beating the same message here. So basically, whatever I ask for is already what he wants to give and produce in me and my children. Mm. Now there's a line in here that trips me up in this song. I don't know if it trips you up. It goes like this. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. Has anybody ever felt let down? just me like I'm like how can I sing that with integrity like you're never gonna let me down let's just scratch that one off the page and I want to like take it out of this song um, because I have felt let down like a lot and I, and I know I you know bounce around here like full of joy and y'all think nothing's ever happened to me that's bad um, that life is just easy for her life is just easy for Alyssa she you know, she's so happy all the time, and she's got the perfect husband. <laughs> she's got the perfect kids, the perfect job, and uh, I tell you all, it's not true. It's not true. I mean, he is perfect. He is perfect. That part is true. <laughs> um, but y'all, I've been through some stuff in my life. Um, and I didn't want to tell, tell you too much because we don't have time. And I don't know how much you really want to hear. But um, I've had a, a second cousin. I've had a cousin um, inappropriately touch me when I was in high school. Um, and I was so scared. I was so scared. He was trying to help me um, get something out of my neck. And, um, but he, it, yeah, it didn't go. He wasn't at my neck anymore. <laughs> and I was so scared and locked up. I didn't say a word. I was so scared, and I don't think I ever really told anybody until just I was sharing this story with Brock. I was like, yeah, did you know that happened to me? And he's like, no. Yeah. Um, here's a doozy. Y'all think your pastors are perfect and safe? Um, I had, I was staying the night at, um, in a building that a, a previous pastor of ours had keys to. Um, it, my best friend lived there. She was on staff at the church, and he had keys to it. And I wake up in the middle of the night, and he's standing in my bedroom wanting to be with me. And, I, and um, now, thank God, um, I said, that's not going to happen. And um, he left. So that's all that it was. But it just rocked me. I mean, rocked me. This man that I'm supposed to be able to trust. Like, he's so cool. His wife, they just had a baby. And now I can't say anything. Like, the pressure to have that kind of information on someone and know if I say something, his life is over. Like, his wife might leave him. They just had this baby. Um, there's no way he's going to stay the pastor of this church. Like, they're going to have him step down. The church is going to be devastated. I better not say a word. And for months, I didn't until he would keep coming around. And I finally just said, I got I to gotta tell my dad what you're doing. It's just not good. Enough is enough. And he said, okay, I get it. He actually, I think, wanted help. I, I get it. I want it. I said, okay. My dad handled it like a champ. My gosh. 
handle it like a champ. Um, in high school, I had a boy just randomly come up to me and put his hands around my throat. I don't know what his deal was. I have no idea. And just pinned me up against a locker. And I start, like, started choking me <laughs> for no reason. I don't know what. And again, terrifying, terrifying. Um, that same year, um, two boys came up and kind of, I was the, the middle. They kind of sandwiched me and squeezed me so tight. And we're making body, you know, gyrations. I don't know how much is that um, um, on me. And again, I just felt so, so when I get scared, I lock up. I don't have fight or flight. I just, you know, and I don't, I get scared. Um, so uh, my dad took care of them too. <laughs> my brother took care of the guy that put his hand around my throat. He's my, my little big brother. Uh, yeah, my, my boys got my back. Um, how about my brother's car accident? There's that one. I know most of you know about that. The brother's car accident that took my niece's life. She was eight. Elise, my other niece, who was five at the time, paralyzed her for life. Um, absolutely traumatized my nephew, who was 10 at the time, um, who is not okay. Not okay presently. He is in a rehab. I got permission for my brother to tell you. He is in rehab for the second time. He's only 16. He's been handcuffed a couple times. Um, he's hooked on drugs and drinking, escaping, coping is really what it is. He's a mess. He's questioned at times his, um, if he's uh, bisexual. Um, I mean, just in a dark place and doesn't really care. Oh, that's a weight. Um, and now my daughter, my daughter has diseases. My life has not been perfect. It's not been pain-free. But what I choose to do with it, I think, is so important and has saved my hide. It has saved my joy. It has given me life. So how can I walk and, and experience all of these things and still be the girl that you guys know? <laughs> I had somebody make fun of me and say, oh, this is Alyssa when she's happy. This is Alyssa when she's mad. This is Alyssa when she's sad. It's not true. I, I love the person saying it, but um, it is true. I am a genuinely happy person. I love my life, and I love that there's been some, some, you know, hard things because it has allowed me to grow, to learn. Um, so I'm kind of feeling there's been some letdowns in my life and probably yours, but we see sometimes through a limited lens, you know, like I'm, I'm not God, so I don't see everything and know everything, um, and so I, that's why I just need to trust him and make him the king of my heart. He, when he's the king of my heart, he rules over my emotions, the way I respond, the way I think. He says to forgive, to come alive, to laugh, and laugh really loud and a lot and often he's the king and he's really good he's a good king the king of my heart my heart is in the safest place on earth when it is in his hands it's the safest place he's going to ask you to do some bold things like speak up here 
I told Brock, I was like, oh my gosh, what is my deal? I'm so nervous. I got to talk in front of people. Um, but he's the king of my heart. And he says, Alyssa, go share. Go just gush your heart all over these people. He's the king of my heart. Yes, sir. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be obedient. And it's going to bring me life and hopefully you guys. He's the mountain to where I run, the shadow where I hide. Then he sets me free to live fully a life. He's the fire in my veins. Oh, guys, we've got to make Jesus the king of my heart. If we want to keep our sanity with raising our kids and dealing with our husbands, <laughs> we've got to make him the king of our hearts. Because if we just stay the, the queens of our hearts, we're a hot mess. Hot mess. We're going to be jerked to and fro here and there. So we're going to sing king of my heart. All right. Would you all stand with me? Do you mind? Or, or if you want to sit and just soak this up, sit. Do whatever, whatever, position yourself in any way you want to receive Jesus and make him the king of your heart. And you're welcome to come back up to the front. <laughs> I loved it. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. Oh, he is my soul. You are good, good. Oh, you are good, good. He sees a mountain moved. He is going to have his victory in our lives no matter if we're let down or not. Sometimes he lets the letdowns come. He lets the rocks hit us. He lets this stuff happen so we can look more like Jesus. Guys, we got to let the letdowns change who we are to strengthen our spines and our spirits. So come on, sing it with me. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. No, you're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, no, never gonna let me down. You are good. 
Thank you, the King of our hearts, oh God. Thank you, Lord. We make you the King of our heart, Jesus. Take away the fear, the anxiety. Oh, there's some mountains that need to be moved, God. But we are going to be strong women. We're going to have hearts. We're not going to have walls around our hearts. We're going to have strong hearts that can handle it. I can handle it. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, gosh. This next song, Lord, I need you. <laughs> Lord, I need you. How many mothers? Lord, I need you. <laughs> oh, every hour I need you. I confess. I confess I don't run to you every time. I confess that I can check out. I confess that I can lose my cool. I confess that I can bite my kids' heads off. <laughs> I confess it. I can't do this on my own. Not even a little bit. Sometimes I think I can. I got this. I got this. My positivity will get me through. <clears throat> yep. Um, I just can't do it can't do it on my own. So I made him the king of my heart. I've given him my battles. But every day I need him. Every hour I need him. Um, there was a season of my life, and I've shared this song or um, this story before, where I had a lot going on, a whole lot going on. I owned a boutique. I had my own uh, photography business. I was a wife, I was a mom, I was a worship leader. At the time, I was leading Bible study, not anymore. Thank you, Carla. Um, and I was the president of Main Street Fairmount. I'm not anymore. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> um, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's pretty ambitious. And um, this is the part where I, I kind of, I'm, I'm a good mix between my dad and my mom. Like, I am cut down right the middle. This half is my dad, this half is my mom. And, man, the part that's my dad is the I am going to conquer the world. <laughs> and I tried. I tried to conquer Fairmount. I told Brock once, I was like, I want to be the best photographer in Fairmount. And Brock goes, ooh. <laughs> wow. All of Fairmount? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> then I'll take Marion and Alexandria and all of them. Oh, gosh. Um, but I, I, that's a lot. And, y'all, I was losing the battle. I was losing it. I tried to do it on my own strength. I loved it for a certain time. But it's like all of a sudden, you know, they say spinning plates. It's like uh, the, China, the China plates were falling and crashing. Um, juggling, you know, too many balls. The balls are dropping. Um, and all of a sudden, I became a person I've never known before. Like, y'all, I had like panic attack stuff happening. Like this weird, like my stomach was kind of turning. Um, I'm like, is that what th people feel like when they have anxiety? Like, that, like, you know, I mean, just that. And I was going to the grocery store. I've never, ever been a person. I'm like a go-with-the-flow girl. <laughs> I got this. You know, I'm, I'm chill. I'm chill. We'll get by. Um, I, last minute, I got it. And, um, man, it all just came crashing down. And I even had a moment of, like, depression. So happy Alyssa was just, like, heavy. 
Um, I remember going to a photo shoot once and seeing Brock and the kids in my rear view mirror as I'm driving away, and I see him going on a bike ride. I just started crying. It's like, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. So I said, started just saying no like it was my favorite word. Um, I said, you know, Brock was awesome. He goes, Alyssa, you know everything on your calendar like you put it there. (laughs) It's like, oh, yep, I did. Good news, then I could be the one to take it off. Great. Let's start doing that because um, it's like I've come to a hard stop. Like I don't even feel like I can do anything tomorrow. Like I have all of this to do, all these photo shoots to do, this boutique to run. Oh, and I gave that to Alyssa. So, yeah, I mean, I'm giving stuff to Alyssa. I'm giving stuff to Andrew, Carla, like, everybody, you get a car. You get a car. <laughs> like, Oprah, you get a boutique. You get Main Street Fairmount. You get the Bible study. <laughs> just passing stuff out. Um, and, uh, and then I just surrendered to the Lord, and I repented. So I've been trying to do this on my own strength. Dang it. I know better than that. So I hit the deck, and then this song comes on. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. And I'm at the kitchen sink doing my dishes. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was ugly crying. Ugly. <laughs> I need you. Every hour, I need you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was powerful because all of a sudden I felt Jesus enter the room. He could have been mad. He could have been like, you trying to do this on me, girl? Mm-hmm. See what happens? He didn't do that. He didn't cop an attitude on me. He came in with his arms ready. Come here, baby. Come here. I know, I know. Just run into my arms. I got you. I got you. I thought, man, where have you been this whole time? Like, you're in the room right now as I'm doing the dishes. He's in the mix with me. Every fork that's being put into the dishwasher, he was there, like with me. During every inappropriate thing that those boys and men did to me, he was there. In my brother's car, in the hospital, in Caden's rehab room right now. He's there right now. And I've prayed, God, you're in the room. You are there. You are there with Caden right now. He is in chains and darkness. He is, he is on his way to hell. And if and you're there, encounter him, Lord Jesus. You're in the room. And what are you doing? I can just picture Jesus saying, come on, buddy. Say yes to me. You've heard about me, Caden. You know. Turn your heart to me, son. Turn your heart to me, friend. And I will heal your wounded, broken heart. I will speak identity to you. I will give you a brand new start. (sighs) He's in the mix of our hard stuff and in our grief. And instead of getting mad at him, I know people, he was there. Why didn't he raise Elise from the dead? Why is my niece still in a wheelchair? If God is so loving, if God is there, if he's there in the mix... Is he really good? Hmm? Yes. Yes, he is. He sees and knows things beyond what we know. What he can do with Elisa's death, who is just fine, by the way, in heaven. Like, she's doing okay. (laughs) 
Elise is with Jesus and doing great. And what he is going to use that for is mighty and going to give him glory. He's in the mix with us, and he's good all the time. Every doctor's appointment that we have with Nora, he's there. He's going to be with us throughout this whole thing, holding our hands, telling us, feed her this, give her that. He pointed us to the right doctor, and he's going to use this thing to like make our family stronger and he's going to use this thing and I know he is to mold Nora to, to, to raise her up like a strong woman that's what he's going to do with this I'm not going to back away from a battle because I know the battle belongs to the Lord I'm like bring it <laughs> let's go let's go and watch how it's going to change my family it's going to be awesome Oh, we can try to do this on our own strength, but we will crumble as I did. He is with us. So we become more like him. Psalm 1, 2, and 3 says, They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees just planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. That sounds actually not that hard. To be like a tree that's planted near the streams of the living water. To be a tree planted. And all we do is raise our hands, surrender our lives, listen, obey, listen, obey. Gritty facts with gritty faith. And all of a sudden, the sun and the, the G- Jesus just comes and blows the, the fresh winds in our sails. The nutrients of heaven, if you will. They get deposited in us, and I'm stronger, I'm better, I'm focused. Oh, and all we do is be in the presence. When I think about uh, the flowers that are coming alive right now, it's like, what do they do to get so beautiful? They just, their roots get in good soil, firmly grounded, right, just like us, firmly grounded in the Word and Jesus and my identity, and then all of a sudden, it starts sprouting, growing. What is it doing to do that? It is literally just soaking in the sun, sunlight and the rain. Just soaking in him. Bathing in the word of God. Bathing my mind. Letting him tell me who I am. What kind of mother I am. What kind of wife I am. My purpose. My calling. My destiny. It's just right here. Okay. Got it not that hard. So we're going to sing this last final song, and then Brock, you can wrap us up. Lord, I need you. If you would, sing this, and, and if you're going to sing it, you got to sing it like me. <laughs> you got to sing and I'm not talking about like being pitch perfect. Oh, you sing it, girl. You sing it. You sing it however you want to sing it, um, unashamed. But guys, this is like a desperate song. This isn't some cutesy, wootsy little, you know, cheerful song. This is like desperate. We come before him with a desperate heart. Here we go. Oh, Jesus, we need you. Lord, I come. I confess 
bowing here I find my rest without you I fall apart you're the
Lord, I just pray over these women, over these mothers this morning on Mother's Day. Strengthen our hearts, oh God. Be the king of our hearts. I pray a blessing over each one here that we would give our battles to you, that we would watch you work, to watch you have your way. Lord, I give up control right now. I give it up. My way is not working. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Well, man, we know that there are a lot of stories out there. A lot of people have walked through a lot of stuff, and God has been faithful through it all. You're still here. You're still standing. You're still fighting. He is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you, right? He's going to fight this for you. Hey, we celebrate everyone here in the house, especially all of our women. Thank you for being a part of this. We want to say a happy Mother's Day to you. On the way out, we've got flowers for all of you as well. I hope that you have an awesome day with your family. The altar is still open, and if you want to come down, you can. You are dismissed. Thank you. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.